Hello. <laughs> hey, Andre. How's it going? Hey, Shannon. <laughs> it's um, uh, it's going pretty okay, I'd say. I think this week's gone by really slow at work. I think it's probably because it's the first day. It's the first week back at work. Um, with regular hours, they gave us like like short hours for a while for the holidays, and then coming into the new year for a couple of days, and now it's like full on back to normal, and so I'm having trouble readjusting. But other than that, I think my week's been fine. Hi everyone, welcome to Scary Talk episode 52. Um, how are you, Shannon? That was a lot of old adult boring people stuff. You know what I mean? Like, cause <laughs> I went through the same thing and I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I hate it. It's just so like annoying to have to like take a break in the middle of the yeah. week for new year's. Cause it was a Wednesday and then go back to work. I was like, um, who said this was okay? I know it's a lot. It's a lot, but listen, we're adults now. It 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 is what it is, Shannon. I know you don't want it, Andre, but it is what it did is. Did you know this is the decade we turned thirty? This is the decade we turned thirty. It's gross. Um, but like you also say that like that's like so surprising. Like, I mean, listen, the passage of time is what it is, and it is what it is. Like, <laughs> oh, oh well, um, we're gonna die someday. Yes, we'll turn thirty. <laughs> We're going to die someday, so, you know, we'll make the best of it, even if we're old and ugly and 30. So, um, uh, hi, everyone. Today, Shannon and I are celebrating the one-year anniversary of this podcast uh, alongside all of you. So, thank you for listening um, to all of our two listeners. <laughs> Yay! Um, collab sound effects. No, but in reality, um, I think there's, like, 200 and something of you guys, like, 200 and something unique repeat listeners. So, that is... Like, in comparison to so many other podcasts, that sounds, like, so small, but to me, that sounds so big, because, like, literally, I just did this in my bedroom, and so does Shannon. Like, it's just wild that people actually listen to us. So, thank you for listening. Um, happy one year to us, and uh, in celebration of the one-year anniversary, we're bringing you uh, Demons and Witches again. <laughs> we're rehashing that shit episode. <laughs> oh, so bad. Um, it was so, but so We're going to do it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> I have no guarantees that we'll do it right this time, but it might be a little bit better. <laughs> I think it might be a little bit better at least. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I'm i not recommending you guys go back and listen to it. I mean, listen, you can. <laughs> and a listen is a listen. So, you know, I won't, I won't reject it. But oh, my God, that was not a good episode. Well, OK, so I want to go back to our subscribers for a moment. If we have like 200 listeners who listen to every single episode like we have enough people to start our own cult and i think that's awesome you know like not all cults get that many people i think we should pull the call the, like the call to action out there in the universe just like speak it into existence and say hey if you guys if any of you 200 want to join our cult we're starting it up there's a sign-up sheet going around like we should do something oh absolutely yeah for sure we'll have um candy at all the meetings <laughs> Candy, and by candy, we mean not candy. <laughs> <laughs> now, to get into the topic. Um, uh, Shannon, I believe today you are um, stealing my spotlight and covering demons. Is that correct? I am, and that was my idea because you were trying to do the same thing again. And I was like, bitch, no one wants a sequel where everything's exactly the same. No one wants a sequel to begin with, but we give the people what they tell, don't Tell want. that to literally... Tell that to literally every franchise ever, because they will back to disagree. But regardless, That's true. <laughs> you go right ahead. I'm actually excited to see what you've got. Um, so, Well, <laughs> I've got everything. I've got a fucking cornucopia of demons crawling out of my ass at any given time. And I think that's pretty clear. When, yeah, when do you not? Oh, I know. It's yeah. it, Sometimes it's an inconvenience in my life, but for the most part, you don't really notice it. Um, except when I'm sitting, which is fine. Um, <laughs> so I kind of want to just talk generally about like, you know, the history of demons, because like last time we had talked about exorcism and that didn't really go very well because we kind of reached the conclusion that exorcism is not paranormal. Um, you know, it's yeah. just not, yeah. um, I guess whatever you would want to call that. But so let's just talk about demons. Let's just get grisly. Let's put our fingers in some gooey demon juice and let's stir it up let's get this happening what the fuck? <laughs> all right i'm all in i'm literally all in 
Okay, so demonology is the study of demons, or beliefs about demons, so largely this is going to be like a big demonology sandwich. So this is from the Wikipedia page. They can be human, non-human, separate souls, or discarnate spirits, which have never inhabited a body. Um, there's two classes um, of, you know, this idea that they could be inhabiting or disinhabiting. Um, Melanesians and several African groups have um, drawn that distinction, like, originally. And, yeah, so we've got a whole flurry of, like, cultures that are having these own, their own, like, versions of demons and kind of coming up with their own ideas. And so it's, you see it everywhere, literally everywhere. So we're going to talk about everywhere. Um, so, you know, there's the very broad idea of your life is governed by spirits. You know, we've seen this with, you know, it's governed by a god of water or something, but apparently that can also be with demons. So the Inuit hmm. apparently believe in spirits of the sea, earth and sky, everything in nature. Um, Korean belief posits that countless demons inhabit the natural world and that they can fill household objects and are present in all locations. Um, some accompany travelers seeking them out, <laughs> um, you know, from nature and from these objects. Um, so, um, these souls, these demons, whatever you want to refer to them, they, in theory, inhabit another world, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not a part of ours. They can be corporeal, um... And one of those ways that we see that is, you know, vampires or, <laughs> which I don't know if we could classify hmm, as a demon, um, possession would be one. I, I wouldn't, would you? Um, I don't know, because that opens up a whole other can of worms. Like, is everything inherently... I mean, like, first of all, I don't even believe in vampires. Yeah. Um, and, but, but if I did, I wouldn't do that. Like, I probably... I would just think they are what the lore says they are, which is just like undead humans. Mm -hmm. And I do believe in demons. And so, yeah, so yeah, I, I mean, yeah. So are you more likely to say it's, it's like more of like a soul. It's like, it doesn't have a body. Yeah, okay. totally. Yeah. Um, well on the topic of corporeal, <laughs> um, the Malay Peninsula, there is apparently something called the Spectre Huntsman, which is a demon. It is a man searching, well, I guess you would call him a ghost, but he's searching for this demon. Um, it's a buck slash mouse deer that is pregnant with male offspring, but it seems to also be a living man. And it, um, I guess this ghost is like seeking it out of revenge or something. And, um, that's really gross and weird. And I found that really interesting. Um, that's going to be like a big, a big statement in this discussion is that's really weird and also interesting. <laughs> um, Incubi, <laughs> Incubi and Succubi, um, of the middle ages, those are regarded as demons, you know, the succubus it, gives you bad dreams, feeds off, you know, your soul or whatever. Um, mm. There's something called the Zoroastrian faith. It, they actually have like an entire like book on demons. And they say that there are 3,333 demons, which are responsible for war, starvation, sickness. Um, yeah. So that that's something. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just to list off a couple of more things, there's jinn. Um, jinn are typically what you would think of as, what would you call it? Or, I mean, I don't want to like immediately jump to Aladdin, but my brain is like, let's talk about Aladdin. So the genie. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do the it. genie is basically <laughs> a jinn. Um, so they're the German, this German dude, Almut, Wieland Karimi, <laughs> he classifies 10 types of jinn. And these are all demons. So the jinn are an invisible being, um, a demon. It doesn't matter whether it has evil intentions or not. The shaitan is a malevolent genie who causes illness and madness. And ifrit, um, it is very powerful and cunning and strong and generally bad. 
uh, Marid is a haughty and powerful shaitan. So it's a demon that causes illness and madness um, while also being, it's, I guess it's the love child of an ifrit and a shaitan. So very, very evil, very, very strong. A boo-boo, literally, I don't know if that's how you pronounce that. A boo-boo is a djinn that specifically frightens children. <laughs> uh, fear the boo-boo, alrighty. Fear okay. the boo-boo. We all know it, we just won't face it. Oh my god, that's totally a shirt, dude. Just say that like ten more times, <laughs> so it becomes like a thing, and then I'll make a fear the boo-boo shirt. Fear the boo-boo, let Zozo in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Sila is a female demon who seduces men. I don't know why, like, it's really not that hard to seduce a man. Like, literally just exist and, like, there. Now you're just evil, apparently. Um, <laughs> wow, that is both very, um, uh, cocky, but also kind of confident. So I kind of like it. So it's like, ooh, okay, like, confident Shannon. Wow. Well, you have to admit, like, it's, it's, it can't be that difficult. Um... So, <laughs> an emir is a demon spirit that dwells inside of a house. A ghoul, not to be confused with ghoul, as in G-H-O-U-L, is generally evil and it lives in the desert. Oh, this one's fucked up. A Karina. Um, this is a demon that strangles children. I don't know why he and Boo Boo don't just join forces, but they don't. Um... Hatif is a mysterious demon who is only heard but never seen. Um, I found that one to be pretty, that whole list just to be pretty wild. That like, <laughs> there's all these different types of demons in like this folklore. Um, and they're all so specific. Like who thought to themselves, like I want one demon in the desert, but also I want one that just strangles children. Um, only, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> okay so now i want to draw from this book called demonology and devil lore by moncure daniel conway written in 1879 um he has a degree at a at harvard divinity college which i didn't know if you knew that harvard has a divinity college but i actually had a lot of professors who went there i i did not i am very surprised i didn't know that was like illegitimate field of study right well people really like religions religious studies um even if they're not religious that's different though like i i mean like theology is definitely a yeah a field of study but like divinity is different i feel mm -hmm. like mm. it's i mean i will i mean i guess i guess it's i guess it's the same but from a different perspective like theology is usually very academic and people who study divinity are usually aren't they usually aren't they people who are trying to like become pastors or something like that Oh, no, not necessarily. I think, I mean, why study anything, you know? They're just passionate about it, or, you know, they think there needs to be more research on it. Um, I guess you could be okay. a pastor. Okay, so I would like to go into this book. And first, I'm going to touch on the chapter about hunger demons. So I'm just going to give, you know, some information on some of those. So, um... In India, <laughs> there are natives that do blood sacrifices to bring forth these types of demons. And they're depicted as having pot bellies, which um, I guess lends to um, the hunger. And um, they are described as being girtly round. Um, <laughs> and they are the brood of Kali and Kali is like this like god of India and round with human skulls um so basically they I I could be misunderstanding this but they uh, the demons eat the human skull that's what I got from this <laughs> um so that was okay. an interesting one I'm I I mean they are hunger demons so okay let me find some more it's like such a dense book and it's an ebook too so it's all online okay so there are demons of fire so we're talking about heat so asmodeus moloch topit um so fire is the element of fiends so it has that devouring element um so when you sacrifice someone to a demon the fire consumes them so it's kind of like this metaphor for the demon is taking them 
Um, okay, so one of the ways they would, you know, do this and kind of um, honor the demon gods, I guess you would call them, the fire demons, is in India they would have fire festivals. Um, so there is um, a popular annual festival to honor something called Dharma Raja, and it's called the Feast of Fire. The devotees walk barefoot over a glowing fire. This extends for 40 feet, and it lasts 18 days, during which time those that vow to keep it must fast, so no food, abstain from women, lie on the bare ground, and walk on the brisk fire. And on the 18th day, they assemble, and their heads are crowned with flowers, and um, they kind of walk in a procession over the fire, and then they come to like the main fire, and they take the ashes, rub it on their foreheads, and they... I guess when the gods, this is what it says, when the gods have been carried three times round it, they walk over a hot fire. Some carry their children in their arms, others lances, sabers. Um, after the ceremony, the people press to collect the ashes to rub their foreheads with and obtain from devotees the flowers from which they were adorned and which they carefully preserve. Um, and this is just kind of one way to honor the fire demons and uh, uh -huh. that's just some interesting historical crap for you i just don't like the idea of walking on fire and then rubbing the hot ashes all over myself um <laughs> yeah me neither <laughs> while holding your baby um but you know culture is beautiful <laughs> everyone's different um <laughs> let's see what else Okay, so there is something called the Hydra. Um, so this is, there's kind of like this image depicting like Hercules of slaying the Hydra. Um, and I think they actually put some of the, the, the Disney movie. Um, so it's this beast, this like snake-like beast with like multiple heads. Um, and like the heads are all like snakes or like lizards. Um, and so that's kind of um, demon and people actually believe that this creature is in California in something called the Devil's Tea Kettle, um, which sounds absolutely great. Um. <laughs> I've never heard of that. That sounds interesting, though. I mean, a local demon? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you wouldn't mind visiting. That sounds... I've never heard of this before, and also I've never heard of the Hydra... Like, as in the mythological creature, the Hydra being referred to as a demon. These are not the kind of demons that I was expecting. <laughs> like, Well, that's the thing. It's like people have Indian such... demon and your Hydra, like... Yeah, they have such different opinions of what they are. There was one that was really weird that I wanted to talk about. It was literally just, like, a one-liner. It was like, um, that's not normal. Uh, <laughs> let me see if I can find it. Oh, this is it. This is it. So, there's a type of demon. Okay. <laughs> it's a hunger demon. This hunger demon can only eat dairy and is said to eat nine buckets of cow's milk a day. <laughs> um, wow. And I thought... He needs some milk. I thought it was hilarious because we both can't have um, lactose. He's called the Lambton Worm. <laughs> Me and that demon would not vibe well, obviously. Oh, no. Yeah, both of us and that demon would not vibe well. Absolutely not. He is in the Scottish Highlands and he's called the Lambton Worm. So that's a demon that exists if you ever want to go to Scotland and visit him. I don't see why you want it. <laughs> yeah, I'm dying to go now. <laughs> <laughs> so darkness demons. This is kind of like your typical shadow people, which I think we've already decided aren't demons. Um, so in... uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think they are at least, but yeah. I can see how, why some people would think that. I don't think I get it. I get it. So shadows, night deities, kobolds, the Walpurg snot, um, German obviously, the moonshine vampire. There's so many different um, concepts of like dark demons, demons that exist on darkness. Um, so yeah, they're just shadows. Um, true evil i think actually i don't know um let's see i want to find a really good example okay so in the year of 1743 all of north of england and scotland they were freaking out because some specters were seen on the mountain of Souterfell. 
Um, the mountain is about a half a mile high, so it's not excruciatingly high. Um, so on a summer evening, a farmer and his servant, um, were looking about a half mile off and saw the figures of a man and a dog pursuing some horses along the mountainside, which is very steep. And on the following morning, they repaired it, um, expecting to find dead bodies, but found none. So about a year later, a troop of horsemen were seen riding along the same mountain, side by side, um, by one of the same persons. And then these people, um... They called others who also saw them, and then after about a year had passed, the vision was, um, like, said to be fake, and that, um, the event occurred on the eve of a rebellion where horsemen were exercising, and so it was just them having anxiety about it, but I guess it was so steep that they were like, there's no way you could be running, like, with a dog and horsemen, like, on this side of a steep mountain. So that's why they were like, this is shadow people, like, this isn't real, or it's a mirage, or demons, or ghosts. Um, so that's kind of weird, but um, not inherently evil. It doesn't seem like anything bad happened, so I guess that's just another reason I don't buy into shadow people being inherently evil. <laughs> Yeah, me neither. I think when we talked about it, I I guess, at least my understanding was Shadow... Well, I mean, what I chose to believe at the end of that episode was I think Shadow people are beings from another dimension that can sometimes manifest in this dimension either willingly or they're not manifesting at all and we're just seeing their shadow because there's like a glitch in the Matrix... Mm. Like, like, you know, and so we're seeing their shadow, only their shadow, though, in our dimension. Yeah. Like, I, but I don't think it's anything beyond any of those two theories, because, like, they don't seem to actually attack people or present themselves as bad omens or anything like that. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if it is an omen or if it's just a glitch, you know, because I feel like glitch makes more sense. And I'm not sure, because if you, I guess, in theory... I- if you think an omen... I just think it's a glitch. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't know. If you think an omen is like actually foretelling the future, then you have to come to terms with the fact that you believe that the future is kind of already decided. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, I guess you also have to subscribe to it. I mean... I mean... <laughs> it's complicated, right? Like, Let's say that they are bad omens and they can't predict the future... Whether or not you believe that, if they indeed do that, that doesn't matter. <laughs> it's th- they're still a bad omen, and they're still gonna predict the future, and you're still fucked. Whether or not you want to believe it, yeah. so that's a different question. But I do understand what you're trying to say, as, as in like, you, I mean, you know what? Like, if you you have to subscribe to the belief that like the future is already predetermined in order to say that you think that shadow people are bad omens. But I bet you, I bet you, there's people out there that. Well, obviously, don't believe in shadow people at all. Much less do they believe that they're bad omens. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, the last one I want to talk about is disease. So, demons of disease. Um, a couple in folklore, um, the plague phantom. <laughs> uh, hmm. Sounds like a bad goosebumps, goosebumps title. Yeah. <laughs> um, Saturn is actually listed here as a diseased demon i don't know what that means. of course um the fatal seven the singalese portraya cattle demon in russia which i don't know if i'll be talking about that um you can look it up <laughs> um so i want to talk about riri first so riri is the demon of blood disease so his form is that of a man with a face of a monkey He is fiery red, rides on a red bull, and all the hemorrhages and diseases of blood are attributed to him. So if you find that there's some blood coming out of the toilet, it's reary, because it's coming from your rear. Oh, bad jokes. (laughs) God. Um, So apparently reary can take on 18 different forms. Um, So, I mean, it could be the man with the face of a monkey, but it could be something else. So sometimes he's seen as a demon of death. Um, Sometimes he's seen um, as like a pygmy, I guess, like a a bird, which is pretty small. Um, On 
Sometimes he <laughs> he bears a cock in one hand, which I think they're saying a chicken, a club in the other, and in his mouth a corpse, um, which just sounds just great. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> there's another disease demon called Maha Sohan. It is called the Great Graveyard Demon. He resides in a hill where he is supposed to surround himself with carcasses. He is 122 feet high, has four hands, three eyes, and red skin. He is the head of a bear. I just think, like, <laughs> one, okay, one, these demons are being talked about as if they're very corporeal beings, clearly. Yeah. Um, and also, too, like, the fact that someone was able to describe them so specifically is kind of... <laughs> A lot. Like, <laughs> he has four fingers on each hand, three eyes. He's six foot tall. He likes long walks on the beach. <laughs> and his nickname is Jimmy. Would you like? I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm swiped right on worse. <laughs> I just feel like it's so much more creative than just thinking about, like, oh, it's just this little spirit that I can't see that possesses me and makes me do bad things. It's like, this guy, like, he just, he has the head of a bear and four hands, and he is the reason all the people you love are dead. Like, that's frightening to me. Can you imagine that standing <laughs> at the foot of your bed? I don't like that. Um, but yeah. I guess I'm just more afraid of what I can, like, see and feel. So if that's walking towards me, I'm gonna run. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I want to talk about the great... This this is one of the greatest demon of diseases in Ceylon. Um, it's called Maha Kolasani Yaksea. So his father... Say that ten times. I know, right? <laughs> his father ordered his queen to be put in death in the belief that she had been faithless to him. Her body was cut in two pieces, one of which was to be hung upon a tree, the other to be thrown at the foot of the dogs. So the queen said, basically, fuck you, man. Like, this was not me. Like, this is, um, like, no, this is not correct. And this child that I just had is a demon. So she gave birth to this demon <laughs> after, I mean, before he killed her, obviously. And the child oh, okay. apparently completely devoured his mother. And then he repaired the graveyard where, for a time, he grew fat eating the corpses. And he inflicted a mortal disease. Well, that's not very nice. <laughs> he inflicted mortal disease upon the city and had nearly depopulated it when a couple of gods decided to intervene. Um, and that story, that story's fucked up. That story is scary. Um, and, you know, it just goes to show we live in a rich and colorful world. And that's all I got for you, Andre. A rich and colorful world. Wow. Well, <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot to process. It's it's just a lot to like I don't know, to kind of decipher. I just I just like I'm trying my best to like put myself in the shoes of these different cultures and like different understandings of demons, but to me, like what I call a demon is such a specific thing. It's like such a like particular entity that it's weird to hear about like the hydra and the bear demon and like the demon with four eyes and like the demon of the like we get it <laughs> um but i mean i guess like the word demon itself can have many different meanings and connotations like i it could, it could just be you have like a very uh, western point of view on what a demon should it could, be it could just be a semantics kind of thing like i i think I, I like um, maybe the word demon in other places is used more vaguely. Therefore, these things are falling under that word. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, but maybe, but maybe they have a specific word for what we would consider a demon. Let's say in the in the generally like Christian Western sidegeist mentality, which is like this fucking thing that is pure evil and comes to wreak havoc and possess you if it can so and that is obvious that is obviously connected to like christian religion exclusively like that I, I mean obviously if we're talking about different cultures it wouldn't be connected to christian religion but i, I would still hope for i was still i was still hoping to hear about 
like entities that are just pure evil. Well, I guess the bear one is pretty evil, but um, I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was interesting to hear about talk about that. Like everything. <laughs> I don't want to read the Bible. Um, yeah, go ahead. So I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. But um, I don't know. All very interesting. Good stuff, Shannon. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> I'm gonna talk about witches, y'all. Hi. So <laughs> this is incredible um i was doing research for this episode and i like i'm not just gonna talk about witches in the general sense i'm gonna talk about mexican witches because apparently there's such a niche that this is it's like this is its own topic tonight so everyone get ready i found three different stories from three different people on reddit i was looking for like witch stories because i like me a good narrative and i feel like everything that can be explained as far as background of witches probably was explained in that first episode as bad as it was so i'm not gonna bore you guys with a lot of background i want to read some good spooky stories to just kind of get us in that witchy mood um happy halloween and uh and that's what i'm gonna do but when i was looking up stories i saw that most of it i was finding were like from mexico i don't know why but that's what i found and it was really weird and so tonight i'm talking about mexican witches story numero uno um, uh, my family from my dad's side have many stories of witches. Any family member from my dad's side always has a paranormal story, usually about witches. I don't know if this will sound real to you, but my family has always told these stories. My uncles, dad, and grandpa all have a story related to witches, and some of my aunts as well as grandma do as well. So I believe them and I'm just here to share their stories. My dad's family comes from a small ranch in Mexico. The ranch is in Zacatecas. The ranch is really small. So small that basically all my family lives there. Usually if you live in that ranch, you're related to someone. There's probably only four or five families that are not related to us. The ranch is small and it's very dry. It has dirt roads and so on. Once my uncles were getting ready for a party. <laughs> also, I should, I should, um, I should say now, like, these stories are scary, but they're also kind of funny, and I, I just, like, I love that combination, so even, it, it I'm happy with my choice. Um, uh, anyway, this, this person says that the, her uncles were getting ready for a party, and uh, they were young at the time, maybe early 20s. The party they were going to was in another ranch, so it was a little far away. My uncles, um, being party people, they would take their horses and go to the party. Because that's what you do. <laughs> you take your horsey and you go party. Um, sometimes they would come back very late. Actually, that was usually the case. So they got ready this night and started heading to the party. It was very dark, but they didn't care. They got to the party and one of my uncles, Steve, saw these two girls away in the corner. He saw them and said that they were very beautiful. They had light-colored hair and light skin. Being in a ranch in Mexico, this was really rare, seeing a girl like this. Steve then elbowed my other uncle, Andrew. They then walked up to the two girls and started dancing. After a few dances, they headed home. They said goodbye to the girls and took off in their horses. <laughs> <laughs> they were riding these horses for about 30 minutes when they saw the same two blonde girls walking down the dirt road. They stopped and got off their horses and walked towards the girls, seeing they might have wanted a ride home. <laughs> my uncle then heard one laugh and in front of his eyes they had disappeared into the darkness they both got back on their horses and continued on they later came across a laughing sound my uncle Steve got off his horse and asked who was there yeah it seems stupid now but my uncle really didn't care about getting hurt <laughs> I love that caveat Steve then saw two birds he said it was a really big bird as dark as the night sky and the two birds were laughing at him Andrew got off his horse and walked towards Steve at this point. Both of them looked at the laughing birds confused. Then one of them speaks. We enjoy dancing with you boys. <laughs> so the bird spoke. Oh my god. Uh, my it. uncle really didn't enjoy the fact that he had danced with a witch. So he took out his gun and started shooting at the no, birds. No, <laughs> don't do that. He always carried a gun with him. The birds just flew around and laughed at him some more. My uncle then started swearing at the birds. <laughs> the, they didn't appreciate it, so one flew down and clawed at my uncle's face. He only got a little scratch, so he didn't care. The birds flew off, thanking he Steve for the dance. It. I know, saying his name. My uncle never gave any of the girls his name. They just grabbed their horses and went back home. 
That never stopped my uncles from going to parties, though. <laughs> That's the end oh of my, my uncle's God, story. It's a true story that happened to them. I love this. I have more from my family. I hope to post here as well. Might post pictures of the ranch as well if you're interested in that part of Mexico. Thanks. <laughs> oh, my God. This narration is gold. Um, like, this writing is great. I love it. And you can tell it's real, too, because, like, she... she like barely takes it seriously but and she's convinced that it's a real story from her uncles listen it very well could be like we've heard of witches doing stranger things and turning into fucking ravens so why not well they that's one of the things witches can do is turn into an animal supposedly yeah um, I think that's fascinating um, I also <laughs> find it interesting that the uncle's names are Steve and Andrew like what I know I know I, I, I wonder if I wonder if she like translated the names maybe because that yeah that doesn't sound right but um uh, i don't know I, I thought it was funny but like jokes aside if i was there i probably would be very scared like hearing a bird talk like no fucking way and also it it knew their name even though he'd never given the birds the, the, the girls their name so that's a lot um uh, huh Anyway, well, they okay. could have been drunk, you know. I don't know. I'm not completely dismissing it. I but. mean, I, I guess, but that only means that. Oh, you mean they could have been drunk, so they imagined the birds talking, or they could have been drunk, so maybe they accidentally yeah. gave their names away. I mean, I <laughs> guess one. it's I don't possible um, that they just imagined the birds talking, but I want to believe that they didn't, <laughs> just for the sake of the story and the topic. Um, uh, and we'll just say that witches can turn into ravens and laugh at your face. So, next story. This one's also from Mexico. <laughs> uh, different person, though. So this person says, this story has to do with my grandparents. Um, um, my family is from a very small town in central Mexico, about one and a half hours from Mexico City. It's on a hill that faces a huge mountain and a huge valley all around it. Back when my grandparents were young, there was hardly any lighting outside and the streets were not paved very rural. I don't remember how old my grandpa was, but at the time, he was a shepherd and had to wake up super early in the mornings while it was still dark to walk to work. One day, at dawn, as he's walking in a field, he felt and heard something fly over him. He looked up and saw that the thing that flew over him landed on a tree nearby. He knew right away that it was a witch because of how she looked and acted. He described her as very ugly. I mean, I would know it was a witch because it fucking flew over me, but okay. Um, he described her as very ugly, with jet black hair that was all tangled and dirty and had a bright red flashing light in her chest. That's new. I've, I have not heard of that. Um, she was holding onto the branches and was just watching him, and he was looking back at her. He worked up the nerve to start walking towards her, and he started shouting and cussing at her to leave him alone. The closer he got, the more he was shouting and cussing. The finally, finally, the witch got pissed off, growled, and launched herself off of the tree and flew off. He said, screw this, and walked back home. The second, <laughs> okay. um, the second part of this post is after one of my aunts was born. So this is like, a, like the, the story is, has like generations, okay? There's a lot happening. Um, it's very similar to the, the, okay, so just follow. So my grandparents are in their room sleeping. Back then, I guess it was normal for couples to sleep in separate beds in the same room, and that's how they were, with my baby aunt sleeping in the room directly connected to my grandparents. Okay, so I don't, I don't know if I made you guys confused, but basically this girl is telling two different stories um, from her family, one to the uncle, one happened to the grandparents, and they happened at different points in time, but she either theorizes that it was like the same witch or the same group of witches, like haunting them, and her whole family just has like... I don't know, like, witches on them or something. Anyway, so she says that her grandparents um, were uh, sleeping, and so was who her, her aunt, who was a baby at the time. So this story is old. It was the middle of the night when my grandpa was woken up by a very loud thud that came from above him, and then right away, my aunt started crying. My grandpa started to call out to my grandma to go and check on the baby, but my grandma wasn't waking up. He finally started screaming for her to wake up and ran to her bed, and she finally got up and immediately ran to my aunt. She found my aunt naked and inside of a drawer in one of her dressers. My grandpa was in the other room screaming and cussing when they heard footsteps running above them and then nothing. It had left. My aunt stopped crying after a while and was unheard, just like my sister. Except my sister was still in her diaper and my aunt was actually nude and found in a drawer. I don't know if my grandma did anything like my mom did to scare and keep the witch away, but I'm guessing she did because my aunt is very much alive and healthy. 
The reason why my grandpa wasn't the one who ran into the room to get my aunt was because he's always been a scaredy cat. <laughs> okay. Uh, if he ever heard anything weird, he'd send my grandma to go check it out. That's why when he heard the witch land on the roof, he knew it was a witch and didn't want to go in himself and instead stayed in his room cussing at her. <laughs> Nowadays, he doesn't like to talk about this paranormal experience and even says that it didn't happen. But it did, and a lot of scary things have happened to him. My mom and I think maybe it's because he is cursed. <laughs> He never had a drug oh or alcohol God. addiction. He had a woman addiction. And we believe he did one or maybe even many, many women wrong. And it came back to haunt him. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe he he messed with the wrong woman once. And she happened to be a witch. And oopsie daisy. And then the person says, <laughs> oh, um, uh, <laughs> like, the, like this, this, the writing style is so like. This person says, oh, I have one more short thing about the witches. I guess when there were parties in town, sometimes they could see the witches, quote unquote, dancing in the mountain in front of the town. The music would be on and in the dark mountain at night, they could see red lights bouncing around. And when the music stopped, so did the lights. They started the music again and the lights started bouncing around again. It didn't happen often, but on occasions it did. That actually is really creepy if you think about it. Um... Then this person says, I went to visit my mom last year with my husband and twin daughters, and we stayed in the very same house where the witch tried to get my aunt. I have other stories about my mom's haunted house that I posted under, <laughs> quote-unquote, scary stuff in Mexico, and quote-unquote, more scary stuff in Mexico. <laughs> if anyone is interested, thanks for reading till the end. <laughs> oh my god. This, I mean, listen. Um, Thoughts. <laughs> I kind of like it. I like the the narrative of it's happening to this family over the years. Um, mm -hmm. I also like that it's vague. Like, you kind of know, like, you know, it's probably witches, but is it the same witch? Is it just these people have really bad luck? Is it a curse? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that... I, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, like, um, um, like, is it more than one witch? Is it like a curse? Um, and if so, why? Like, why are these witches coming for them? Is this just a Mexico thing? What's happening? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think that theory that the person posits is, is very interesting. Is like, it's the uncle's fault. He was a womanizer. And at some point he did like the wrong girl wrong. And now he's cursed. And this is kind of like spread yeah. to the rest of the family. And that really sucks. But like, I really like the little bit of the, of the bouncing red lights. First of all, never heard of a witch having an Iron Man style fucking red light in the middle of her chest. <laughs> but let's say that they do. Um, and that's a signifier. Um, to see that, like, let's say during parties, like right off in the mountain, you see like bouncing red lights and kind of know, knowing that, oh shit, like the witches are probably like vibing to my music right now. Like that's kind of creepy. And like, oh uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. Um, anyway. I like that. Um, yeah. I like it because it reminded me of the Flatwoods monster. Um, oh, yeah? <laughs> kind of how she's like in the trees and she has like that reflective torso or whatever, but I don't. And then the glowing red eyes. Uh huh. So I don't know if that's the same, maybe. I don't know. Could be. Maybe. I mean, what's something else that you think this could be well i mean i guess nothing else like the first one for sure was witches because like the birds that makes total sense the second one i guess yeah. it could be something else like the the first part of the second story when the guy sees something flying over him and then this like witch like latches onto branches of a tree and just like shouts at the man like that's also definitely a witch just like the whole first story but the second part of the second story where like the the aunt that when she was a baby is like find, found in a door naked and like all this kind of shit like that's that could be something else that could be like a cryptid or it could be like a I don't know um but it all sounds connected well, so well like the um the like scorned woman thing like that could be like a demon or it could even be like a zombie like maybe the woman was like maybe he like killed her or something she came back from the grave to seek her revenge you know like um, a ghoul, mm. something like that. I don't know. This reminded me of something really random. Um, I've heard, well, I, I know of stories of demons trying to take babies, which actually contradicts what I said about demons not being corporeal beings because they would have to be to literally grab a baby away. Um, I'll look into that just out of curiosity for myself and I'll like let you know what I find. Cause I, 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 
remember that just now when, you, when we were talking about that. Um, mm -hmm. huh. Anyway, okay. So I have one last story. This one's shorter. Uh, also from a different person, incredibly, because they all sound very similar. <laughs> and the narration also very similar. Um, uh, uh, Mexican girls just have a very specific style of writing. I mean, I like it. This is fun. Okay, so this person says, My grandpa told me this story over the weekend when they came up to visit my family. He's from a small town in Mexico where almost everybody owns acres of land where they grow wheat, barley, and corn. Well, the lands are located on the lower part of town. Since the town is located in a hill, you have to... Since the town is located in a hill, you have the top part of town. Oh, okay, this is weirdly written. Then um, the middle and then the downside, it's mainly a dirt road with oak trees and mesquite trees, usually covering the acres. Um, anyways, my grandpa and his uncle had to go down to water the crops. They used um, water that comes down from the river to water the crops. And if they wanted to get the good water, they had to go at midnight. Um, okay. So my grandpa headed down <laughs> uh, with a flashlight and machete on hand, walking down the dirt road. And he said that he was meeting his uncle down there. Uh, once he got there, his uncle wasn't there yet, so he lied down on the grass, waiting for his uncle in the water, looking up to the sky and the huge oak trees, when he said that he heard something, and while looking up, he saw a shadow darker than the night. Um, it stood out, he said, and that it was flying from one tree to the other, and every time he wanted to flash it, the flashlight wouldn't turn on. He said it flew by like mm. four times when he heard steps and got up really quick, and it was his uncle. The uncle asked him if the water had come down yet, to which my grandpa replied no. Then he asked him if he had been seeing or hearing anything weird, and my grandpa told him what had just happened. That's when his uncle told him that when he was walking down the road, he saw a dark figure, he just stared at it, and then the figure got bigger and it took off. Flying down towards my grandpa, <laughs> um, oh, okay, this person put a period there, <laughs> and then it took off flying towards my grandpa. Towards where the grandpa was. <laughs> they believed it was a witch in the form of a lechuza, which is an owl. Since several people from that mm. town have seen it before. Probably not that scary, but it was creepy indeed. Gave me goosebumps as he was telling it. Thank you for reading. <laughs> anyway, okay, wait. Couldn't that, couldn't have it just been an owl? I mean, I guess it would have had to be a really big owl. Yeah. They said it was really big, but I mean, okay. It just... <laughs> I mean, so so it wasn't that dark, and they they were able to see it. It was an owl. I mean, they, I guess they weren't able to see it, but they had heard stories about a witch flying around like an owl, and so they assumed it was the same witch, even though they couldn't actually see it. But I mean, I don't know about this one. I think that's interesting because the Flatwoods monster is said to be an owl or whatever. So what if what if both the skeptics and the non-skeptics are correct? What if it's just a witch who can transform into an owl and she's just spooking people in West Virginia? I guess that's possible. Um, uh, wow. Like my understanding of witches is just like growing. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like <laughs> I also wanted to talk about like, like Wiccans, but like I'm not going to get into that because it's like a whole thing. Um, but I, I was just going to say like, Weren't witches supposed to just, like, do spells and, like, play with frogs and shit and, like, eat kids? Like, why why are they, like, spooking <laughs> people around for no reason? I mean, they're not going to kill them, obviously. They're just yelling at them and they're, like, going out dancing to laugh at them in the form of birds. <laughs> Maybe it's not for no reason. Maybe they just are, like, doing their spooky stuff and people just happen to run into them. Or they're just, like, you know, they're inherently evil, so they like to do evil stuff, you know? Um, I don't know. Because I mean, in yeah. theory, like, witches sold their soul to the devil, so they don't have a soul. So there's no real desire for them to just start a book club and, like, do, <laughs> like, chill stuff. Like, they want to go out and they want to scare some guys off their horses because it, why are you riding a horse, Steve? Why Fair. are you doing that? Okay. <laughs> um, okay, well, something I wanted to ask you was, do you think that there are... Oh my god. Okay, first, can you can you clarify for the audience and I guess myself um, your stance on the like existence and like veracity of witches? The what type of of witches? The, I mean, on whether you believe that witches actually exist and, and to what extent? Like, uh. do you think they're actually out here like turning into birds, or do you think it's more like women who can do spells? Oh, and then um, I suppose I don't think. 
I don't think they exist, but my thing I want to subscribe to is they're just women who are tired of putting up with men's shit. And so they just snapped. And you know what? That's okay. Everyone snaps sometimes. Okay, but that doesn't explain, like, <laughs> are you saying are you saying they're just regular women so they just snapped so they just killed someone in a very mortal way? Or do you think they were actually able to conjure up something dark and magical in order to Maybe take they revenge? can. Maybe magic is real. I don't Maybe. know. I think... I guess. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if I can decide on, like, a supernatural ability that they have. Um... Maybe their power is just, um, you know, like, illusion. Like, maybe they can convince you that what you're seeing is a bird when it's really not, or that this isn't real, you know? Because that would encapsulate a lot of things. Um, I guess. You know? Yeah. That could be, um, like, a witch's potion, like a hallucinogen. I don't know. I mean, I know, that I, I, I think I believe in witches. I just, I'm trying to figure out for myself to what extent I actually believe in them, like... Is it, do I believe, just, oh, like, just like Wiccans, like, oh, spells and shit, or they, <laughs> don't they come can for transform. The like, <laughs> I know, I know, I'm not trying, I'm just, I'm just like, when I say Wiccans, I, I'm trying to say like spells and magic and stuff like that. And it's probably not entirely synonymous, so Wiccans don't come for me, sorry for misusing the Wiccan name, but that's what I'm trying to say. Um, uh, but I do believe, uh, mm, I'll say this, here, I'll say this. I think I, at the very least, believe that if you give me a fucking magical book and you say and it has a hundred spells in them and, and you say what what are those books called a uh, grimoire right like and like a medieval book mm-hmm. with spells and there's a hundred spells in that fucking book and you tell me andre do all 100 of these it's just the fucking fun book i'll be scared because i'll be thinking damn at least one of these 100 has to work Ergo, I do believe that. I guess I'm saying I believe in magic. That sounds kind of wild, but. I, Ooh. I, 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 but that's the thing that, like, I don't think all 100 of them would work. I think that. I think that maybe a couple would, because they would really be calling to something really dark and sinister out there, and the spell would be drawing its power from that, and then, oh shit, like, I just spoke something into existence that I didn't want. Like, I don't know. Maybe some spells are real, is what I'm trying to say. And so I wouldn't fuck with them. <laughs> that's that's the real lesson here. Kids, don't Andre fuck with spells. Andre is wearing full <laughs> Harry Potter garb right now. Andre, what house are you? Um, are you a Hufflepuff? You feel like a Hufflepuff. No, I took I took the test. I took the test. I'm on Gryffindor, and it's I'm not like all high and mighty about it because I don't think that Gryffindor is like this shit. I know everyone wants to be in that house, but I think all houses have their good stuff. I mean, I don't love Slytherin, but I think all houses have their good stuff. Um, so I'll be any house gladly, but I am a Gryffindor via test, so that's what that is. Now, one last thing I wanted to talk about, this is kind of totally unrelated, but still about witches technically, is The Blair Witch Project. So The Blair Witch Project, amazing movie, it had that shit fuck sequel in like a year later, terrible, terrible. It's now basically considered like non-canon, that's how bad it was. And um, it was just a cash grab. Anyway, 16 years later, they came out with the true quote-unquote sequel that disregards the second movie and only takes like as canon the first Blair Witch from 1999, the original. And the movie was whatever. Okay, that's not the point. The point is that I was reading about it. I, I didn't watch the 2016 movie because I didn't care. But I've seen the original movie. Um, that's the only one I've seen. And But I was reading about the 2016 movie more in depth. I heard about it when it came out, but I didn't know much about it. And then reading about the plot some more today, I found some really interesting shit. I like, read the plot, and I didn't understand some parts. And I was like, what the fuck? So I started researching. And basically, Shannon, have you seen The Blair Witch Project? I have. I think it sucks. Okay, one, fuck you, but we'll get into that in a minute. Real quick, all I wanted to say was <laughs> that, okay, so you've seen it, at least you know what it's about. Okay, the point is that for those of you who haven't seen it, I mean, uh, oh my god, why haven't you? Oh my but, god, it's lo- so boring. Oh my what? god, okay, you know I've never what? We're been gonna so get, bored in my We're life. gonna get into this now. Why, <laughs> why is it so boring? Why? Nothing happens. They're just like, where's the map for literally two hours? It doesn't show anything. Nothing happens. Listen, if I, was I about wanted to... to watch a movie where they tie some sticks together, I would just kill myself because I don't want to. <laughs> I was about to give a recap. But saying where's the map for two hours is a pretty good recap. <laughs> That's 
literally it. That's literally it. I kept waiting and waiting and waiting. I stayed up till like 2 a.m. for this movie, and I've the, never regretted something. The so much difference, in my life. though, between Shannon and I, I mean, I'm not arguing that that is the movie because that is the movie. The difference is that I don't mind where she does because I appreciate a good atmospheric horror. Okay, and it it doesn't all have to be. <sighs> I know that like the law of filmmaking number one is like <laughs> show me, don't tell me, but it's just like the Blair Witch Project takes that and fucking flips it on his head and gives you the middle finger and it's like no bitch, I'm gonna tell you everything and not show you anything mainly for budgetary reasons, <sighs> but also because art. So fuck you, Shannon. Okay, it's an art piece. My butthole uh, is an atmospheric <laughs> horror. <laughs> listen anyway anyway for those of you who haven't seen it like to recap basically these like three young people go out into the woods because they're trying to document the local fucking urban legend of the blair witch quote-unquote the blair witch and they go into this local forest in like, oh. virginia or somewhere foresty whatever and then they all die because the witch haunts them and lures them in eventually yeah, that's the movie it doesn't show them die either. It shows it, nothing. It's so right. Bad. It's it's found footage. It's a, it's a found footage film for those of you who haven't seen it, and I think that explains a lot because found footage films usually are all low budget and all are also usually very focused on what you can't see and like leave it up to the imagination kind of filmmaking. And so this this was literally the mother of that genre. So of course it's gonna be the Ugh. most of it, and it does have the <laughs> most of that. It doesn't show the witch ever it doesn't show much at all really of anything but it's all y'all want to talk about a good horror movie let's <laughs> talk about midsummer which takes place entirely in daylight like that's terrifying like that... how did they manage to make the entire thing horrifying in daylight that's what's that incredible. is a really good point there's like night scenes but they're i think transitional i don't think anything spooky actually happens at night um yeah so yeah yeah great movie totally recommend that shannon and i are like agreeing on that that's a great movie um it's not it's not spooky it's terrifying like there's a, there's, a, there's a difference like to me when i think blair witch project i think ooh, like spooky dark forest like halloweeny like ooh, that feeling when i think midsummer i think like psychological Ugh. trauma scary and so it's different it's you now that i was need something <laughs> to happen now that it was Anything. traumatized by it but midsummer is like it's like the horror of it isn't it's more in the fact that it's so like it's just people doing things like there's nothing paranormal happening it's just people being fucking horrible for those of you still listening the episode ended 12 minutes ago um i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) no no listen okay one we're not even on an hour and two i really did want to make this important blair witch caveat and but now we're talking about midsummer so i'm gonna go back to what i was talking about real quick so anyway that's the fucking movie and today I found out that, um, bitch, guess what? So this sequel, the Blair Witch sequel, 2016 sequel, apparently it confirms a fan theory that had been floating around for 16 fucking years that the witch can control time and space within the forest. <laughs> and that is why in the first movie, Heather and the two fuck buddies, like, get lost and walk, are walking in circles all the time and don't understand like Heather says in the movie her fucking favorite hobby was hiking so there's no way the bitch didn't know how to read a compass and they were still walking in circles all the time so how was that possible it's because the fucking witch could control space and time and shit blah 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 and so the moment these fuckers step foot into the forest the witch actually like transported them back to like 1940 before what? the time, be, listen, before, right before the time that the Blair Witch's house was burned to the ground by locals. That happened in the fort, in, in the 40s because there had been like a killing in the name of the witch. And so the locals were like, burn down that fucking house that the witch allegedly used to live in. That like happens in the 40s in the, in the, in the lore of the movie. And... Uh, and the, like, the house is just like burned down to the ground, whatever. Um, but in the movie, when the, when the three young people are in the forest doing the documentary, like the house is still standing. Obviously, you see it. Mm. And that confirms that, like, that either says that the locals didn't know what the fuck they were talking about at the beginning, or that the witch, like, 
put them back in time. And no shit, that's why they never found that car. That's why the like uh, search and rescue team never fucking came because they were like decades back in time. It's so crazy. I'm not gonna go into like how the new movie confirms this, but tr basically, trust me, it does. Just like read the plot or watch the movie, and that is wild. And I wish. All witches were that fucking cool and sick, but I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> that's I mean, the episode. I think, I think that that's really cool. I just hate that it was a fan theory that existed for so long because that feels to me like they knew that and they just took it. Like it wasn't an original thought and it wasn't what they intended. They were like, "Oh, the fans came up with something better than me, so we're gonna use that." I mean, very. You know? I mean, it's possible. The one thing that contradicts that though is that in the first movie. The locals say that, that the house was burned down to the ground. And they said that at the beginning of the movie, when the young people are doing like local interviews for their documentary before they go into the forest and yeah, they go into the forest the other, and the shit happens. And then the at the end, they see the house. That it was just, they were hallucinating the house. That's another explanation, you know? Yeah, but I feel like that's more far out than just the house really was there. And there's something spooky going on between what the locals are saying. And the fact that they can you actually see the house with their own eyes. Andre, there's a <laughs> demon in Scotland that drinks nine buckets of milk a day. Nine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed my little rant, The Blair Witch. I just, like, became really, like, passionate about that earlier today, this morning. Like, that was a lot for me to read. So I just needed to share that. And it was about witch, technically. So it fit into this episode you're all welcome or i'm sorry either one um uh, if you have any ideas for future episodes please do dm us at talk scary on twitter or instagram or at scary talk on facebook and uh, remember that you can listen to us and download our episodes on all podcast listening platforms um shannon anything else um you know be safe tonight take a bath put on a face mask self-care is important yeah uh, well, that's not what I expected, but um, uh, be wary of demons. Do not pull out your Ouija if you have one, um, and if you don't have one, good for you. Stay that way. Uh, the Mothman is real, <laughs> and um, yeah, and self-care is good. Thank you for that, Shannon, and we will see you all next You're week. You're welcome. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>